Amen. I tell you what. Um, go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Haggai. Give you a chance to find your place there. Good to see this good number here this evening. Out to the house of the Lord. Busy afternoon maybe for you. I want to speak tonight on this subject, keeping your eyes on the big picture. And uh, Haggai, we're going to look at this real quick for just a little while. And just thinking about how to keep what's important, the most important thing. We can easily become distracted today. And I've heard this passage in Haggai comparing chapter 1 and chapter 2, what we'll be looking at. And I've heard it talked about from several different ways. Of course, the, the famous uh, ways that he says that, you know, to consider their ways. Uh, that's repeated uh, twice in here. Uh, just pointing out verse 5 and verse 7 where he says, Thus saith the Lord, consider your ways. They had lost track. They've lost sight of what's important. What's the most important thing? Uh, Wednesday night for the past uh, couple of months or so, two or three months, we've been on discipleship. We just started a new one, just a study of the life of Jesus. If you're not here, um, excuse me, if you're not here on Wednesday nights, but you're here right now, you would like to, be, and you don't work in Awana, uh, you want to be a part of a great study. We just started the life of Jesus, Son of God, who is He? And so, brand new study, started it last Wednesday. I'm excited about it. But discipleship, on the other hand, is getting people, is finding people, leading people to find Jesus and follow Him. Helping people. You, you want to do your job as a church member? There's a lot of things we do. But help people find Jesus and follow Him. That's it. Have you ever thought about this? Boiling it down, simple. Help people find Jesus. Don't stop there. Help them follow Jesus. Okay? And, uh, and so that, that's what we need to, to concentrate on. Okay? Uh, let's take off with this. And I just want to read in Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. Of course, follow along in your Bible or on the screen, either one. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once is it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. We'll stop there. So what, what's he saying here? Well, as we get into this, if we go back and we'll just hit a few verses talking about the people. Now, Haggai, this, this prophet, he's writing here to some people, and they had gone back. They, remember, they had been in uh, Babylonian captivity and Persian captivity, and now these people are returning. 
They're rebuilding what later on would become Zerubbabel's temple. The original temple was called Solomon's temple. Well, it was destroyed by the Babylonians, and then it was just utterly destroyed. Okay? <clears throat> and so now they're, they're rebuilding it back. And, of course, Nehemiah is famous in this same time period for rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. And then later on, they rebuilt everything else. But guess what they put on hold? They put on hold the Lord's house, the church house, and they said, you know what? I do need a three-bedroom, two-bath apartment. <laughs> I need to take care of that first, you know, and, and I do need this. And you know what? I'm, at work, we don't have a place to store the, the ox, and so we need to build a, a house for the ox, that, you know, and they just kept going on. What they were doing is they were making excuses for change. They changed their priorities. And, and so they were making it, and they said, you know what, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough time, or, or they said, we can't handle the job. Matter of fact, uh, in verse 2, now I'm going to go back to Haggai 1, verse 2. Haggai 1, verse 2. Thus said the Lord of hosts, saying, the people say, see it? The people say, the time has not come. Basically saying, we don't have time for you, God. And, uh, man, it's kind of like, uh, and all of us do this. I do this, and I'm the pastor. And what it is is sometimes we can prioritize God right out of the picture. Well, I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time praying, preacher. I didn't spend a whole lot of time reading my Bible, even in our deacons meeting this morning that we had Right at the end of it, I talked about, you know, I was praying. I'm praying for not only all of our church members, but our deacons, our Sunday school teachers, that you'd have a strong prayer life and a strong Bible reading life. That you'd have time. Just not, just to, don't just study for your Sunday school lesson. Have you a little time just to study for yourself or read for yourself? But what are they saying here? We don't have time. We don't have time, preacher. Or we could go on to say... In verse 6, Haggai 1, 6, You've sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink and are up filled with drink. You, cl you clothe yourself, but there's none warm. He that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Basically, we don't have time. The job's too big. The resources are too small. And if, I, if we built you a, a church house right now, if we built you a church house right now, God, uh, it just wouldn't be the same. Uh, it just wouldn't be the same. Haggai 1.8 says, Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified. So, I go over here, and if I compare chapter, and then, of course, God really, he, he, he nails them pretty hard. But if you go over here, verse 6, and we, we got a warning. Hey, listen, I'm going to shake your world. Um, I'm in Haggai 2.6. Haggai 2.6. I'm going to shake your world up. I'm going to get your attention. Verse 7, I'll shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory. 
folks, the only reason, you want to to keep our eyes on the big picture? Our job is to pray and study and work and, and do all this, and we're supposed to be faithful to the Lord. But according to this book, it says, do your part, and God says, I'll fill it. Do your part, and I'll fill it. We wonder why God is, if God's blessing our church any at all, folks, it's not because we deserve it. But he just says, do our part, and I'll fill it with my glory. I'll fill it with my presence. I mean, you do all I'm asking you is just to put me first, keep your eyes on me. And, and, but they were, they were shifting their eyes. They were getting their eyes off the Lord and saying, we didn't have time. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough resources. We just, and basically God's saying, I'll take care of it if you'll do your part. I'll give you what you need if you do your part. And so a lot of times that's, that's the problem or the situation we run into Keeping our eyes on what's right or what's important. Keeping our eyes on the big picture. God says here to them, I am your source. I own all the resources. I like what he says in verse 8. This is simple. I mean, I love it when the Bible just comes out and says it. Because sometimes the Bible uses word pictures and metaphors. But he says, listen, (laughs) I own all the money in the bank. (laughs) On the cows, you think your brands on the cows and the pigs and oh, well, they didn't have any pigs in the Jewish days, but and all you think all that's yours, but it's not. It's mine. Somebody says, "Well, I've got this much money in savings. How much of it belongs to the Lord?" All of it, and He's just letting me use it. If He wants me to retire, well, it'll be it'll be because of Him. If he wants me to have anything, it's because of him. He's saying here, I can stop heaven from raining on you. I can make it rain. And matter of fact, you're plowing your fields and you're putting it into a bag with holes and you're wondering, what's wrong? It's because I got my eyes off the Lord. And we're not just talking about numbers and nickels. We're talking about our heart and giving it to Him. So God's response, the people basically, the complaint and the what's wrong is in chapter 1, and then God is setting it right here in chapter 2. So basically God's saying, the job is mine, let's work together. I'm your source, I own all resources. And then the last thing, is if there's any glory in promised land, it's because I put it in there. If there's any glory, and folks, my country boy definition of glory is this, God's presence. They say, I see the glory of God. What does that mean in country boy terminology? The presence of God. So if there's any glory in promised land, if there's any what? presence of God in our church, we didn't put it in here. God put himself in here. We have to invite him in, let him in, not let pride or sin or anything uh, else, any priorities out of whack, 
keep him from showing up. What you build, I will fill my glory. And that's good enough. Haggai 2.9 again. Not only the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts, but I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. So I ask you tonight. Do you have peace in your heart, in your life? Is there anything keeping you from having your eyes on the bigger picture? I, uh... Y'all know, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I get my heart and my priorities messed up is whenever I get, I get it on me. That's, that's whenever I'm, I'm messing up. Man. Does it, God knows what you're going through. And he knows the problems that you're facing. He, it's not like he doesn't care. But we get our eyes off of him. We normally get it on ourselves and our own problems. That's when Peter began to sink. That's when Samson began to slip off into the lap of sin, laying his head in the wrong place. He got his. He was just thinking about himself, and he's thinking about, man, I just. Jesus' name, amen.